Hello and welcome to the Sustainably Healthy Podcast. I've got to say, I need a cool intro. If you know anybody who does like audio intros, let me know. Um, that's what I need. <laughs> I'm like, hello. It's just all of a sudden brief, brief start or not a brief start, an immediate start. Hello and welcome to the Sustainably Healthy Podcast. <laughs> so, uh, but welcome. My name is Nika Lee and I'm in need and on the search for a audio professional who does uh, intros for podcasts and outros too. I feel like I need like a, a theme song or something. I don't know. But anyways, this podcast is all about building sustainable habits on your healthy and uh, sustainable journey, healthy lifestyle, right? Uh, we're all wanting to maintain those results. Um, many people, yes, are on a health and fitness journey, on a weight loss journey, strength building journey, but a lot of us don't want those quick fixes, right? We want to sustain the results that we earned, that we worked so hard to get. You know, you work hard to drop weight on the scale. We want to keep the weight off, right? And that's kind of what we're going to talk a little bit about on today's podcast. Um, but we're talking, so <laughs> to be honest with you, I have had a hard time recording this podcast episode. I've been going bouncing back and forth between different topics, I suppose. Um, if you're a part of my email list, this is basically how my brain works. I just decide, okay, I'm going to talk about this today. And then the next day I'm like, all right, I'm taking a turn and talking about that today. Um, so you guys all kind of get a, <laughs> I suppose, an inside look as to what's going on in my brain. Um, it's all very like in the moment how I'm feeling or maybe a situation I come across, a circumstance with a client that maybe they're struggling with that I just am like, oh, this would be, this would be a perfect email or this would be a perfect, um, you know, response to whatever they may be struggling with. Now, it's obviously not calling anyone out, but it's a lot of the things that I um, share on my email list and also topics that I talk about on my podcast have a lot to do with uh, situations that either I'm currently going through or my clients are going through or someone that I talk to who asked me a question or family members um, that um, are maybe working on their health and fitness or questions that they've come to me with um, answering those questions. And so if you have questions um, and you would like me to answer them or, you know, have topics that you want me to cover on future podcast episodes, let me know. I'm all about that because like I said, it, I rarely plan these podcast episodes out. Like um, today I'm going to kind of pull uh, what... I talked about last week on my email list. So if you're a part of that, um, many of you get those emails from me weekdays, a daily little inspirational message or nutrition tip, or um, I'm going to start including recipes on Tuesdays now. So because in my sustainably healthy community, um, the I launch my weekly recipe, but you all have access to that as well if you are on my newsletter. Um, I will actually post it in the show notes, but um, I have a little freebie that I update each week with a brand new high protein quick and simple recipe. I'm all about quick and simple because we ain't got time for fancy recipes. So many of them don't look the prettiest. I'm no, I'm no um, photographer. <laughs> I'm, I'm not an audio professional or a photographer. I am a nutrition coach, right? <laughs> so uh, the pictures are either ones that are off of like the Canva site or they are taken from my phone but all of my food is delicious i will promise you that it may not look like the most beautiful thing ever but 
my food that I make is always delicious because that is important to me. That is crucial on a health and fitness journey. If you don't enjoy your food, then you're not going to stick with it. So if you're eating a bunch of crap that tastes like crap, you're not going to continue to eat it. If you're just sick of eating chicken and broccoli and you don't like broccoli or you don't like chicken, then you're not going to continue doing it. So that recipe book is for anyone who needs some quick and simple ideas. Um, it's a recipe ebook. I'm up to, I believe, 50 recipes this week. I think I'd have to update this week's recipe. It's going to be um, high protein Reese's peanut butter cups because y'all, Halloween is here pretty much. Um, I have a a bag full of candy actually from my birthday party that my husband <laughs> he threw a birthday party for me a couple weeks back and he had a pinata that he forgot to bring out um and so we have a bag full of delicious candy in my cabinet uh yet to be opened otherwise I would pull out all of the Reese's peanut butter cups and so that is what inspired this week's recipe is a quick and simple Reese's not Reese's but peanut butter cups high protein peanut butter cup recipe um that was absolutely delicious so that will be going in I'll be updating that a little bit later today um so look forward to that. But like I said, about 50 different recipes ranging from desserts to breakfast to snacks to lunch ideas, dinners, quick and simple dinners, meal prep dinners, so many recipes and it's continuing to grow and you get that for free. Um, it's quite a win. Plus, once you download the online PDF, the um, the, I guess it's an ebook. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. It's a link that I update through Canva. Anyways, um, it does get an, an extra res a new recipe each week. Sorry, I'm kind of blabbering on. Um, but you will also be subscribed to my newsletter where I share all of my thoughts about nutrition, all of my tips, all of the value, um, valuable information to help you succeed on your journey. So, um, each week, you know, each day, it's not like a spam type email whatsoever. I make sure of it and you can unsubscribe at any time. So if you find it spammy, that's totally okay. Don't take it personally. Um, but each email, you know, it's not about me just pitching like my coaching to you. You can ask anybody who's on it. Um, every, every day, every once in a while, I'll share like if I have openings for one-on-one -on -one coaching or, um, share a couple things that I'll be going over in my sustainably healthy community but most days I'm literally just sharing pretty much coaching advice so last week I'm going to just kind of share briefly what I talked about last week um, this the topics that I shared a little bit more about were, were a little bit more mindset related so um, do you struggle with keeping the promises you make to yourself um, and then there was another one that I talked about that was why you need to face reality. Um, and I know that sounds a little bit harsh, um, but we're going to kind of go over this one. And then I'm going to talk about three specific emails that I talked about last week and just share my thoughts behind them because um, I love sending the thought. I love sharing, you know, what's going on in my mind or the answer or the um, thought process behind those emails. But um, yeah, I just want to kind of explain a little bit where that's coming from. And um, go a little bit more into detail. And so if you enjoy this podcast, I might do this a couple more times, um, maybe for future weeks, um, just sharing a little bit about uh, 
you know, my thoughts behind the emails that I that I posted. Um, something that will help if you are on my email list and you in that and you found that specific email to be helpful, shoot me a reply. Say thank you. This really helped me in this you know situation. Or shoot me a reply with a question that you have, or whatever the case may be. Um, so that way, if you have questions about that specific topic, I can go more into detail in these podcast episodes. So always trying to just provide as much value as I possibly can to help you succeed on your health and fitness journey, whether it's weight loss, whether it's building muscle, whether it's gaining strength, whatever the case may be, I want to help you feel confident in your clothes, in your skin, in yourself, believe in yourself that you have what it takes to, to live a sustainably healthy lifestyle. And so, all right, let's get into it. So last week, one of my emails was um, t- it was titled stop avoiding reality. And so what I find, and it's something that I can, str- I can relate to. I struggled with before as well. And I still kind of struggle with, um, with when it comes to not necessarily my food choices or my health and fitness goals, but I struggle with this when it comes to my business and it's avoiding reality. It's not coming to terms or being aware of my current circumstances. It's almost like we kind of want to just like hide from it. We're like, oh, nope, I'm going to avoid it. And we avoid reality, right? And so I see this a lot. Um, And it's, it's funny because, you know, whenever you go to therapy, if you've ever, if you've ever gone to a therapist, and especially if you have gone through some sort of significant trauma, um, the first thing that your therapist would most likely do, now I'm not a therapist, I'm not certified, or or I don't have any sort of um, degree or doctorate degree or anything like that, but from my experience and from what others have told me is when it comes to trauma, um, a lot of the times, you know, you go seek therapy and they tell you that it's time to come to terms with, you have to face that trauma. You have to come to terms with that trauma. Cause a lot of the times, you know, you may want to avoid that that reality happened. And so you kind of just brush it under the rug or (laughs) we avoid it. Um, and you're, and maybe you're masking it, right? You're buffering it. You're masking whatever that situation happened. Um, maybe by drinking or by, um, you know, isolating yourself. Um, There's other buffers that could be, you could lead to drugs or to even working out could be a form of buffering um, or avoidance of facing reality. Um, And so the same thing, the same thing applies to your weight loss goals or to developing healthy habits is you can't necessarily avoid it you have to come to terms with it you have to not necessarily avoid it but like for your for example if you want to lose weight you have to come to terms with how much weight you currently are you can't just be like I hate my weight right now I need to change it immediately like okay can we look at our weight with a neutral standpoint like that's just fact without having any sort of emotional attachment to it. That's just a fact. If you are the weight that you're at, when you step on the scale, there is no proving that you're not that weight, right? It is a fact. You are that weight. And when you face that and come to terms with it without having an emotional reaction to it, without having any sort of judgment, just a neutral standpoint. Okay. This is fact. You can form a thought based on that fact, right? You can form a thought that, oh my God, this means that I'm fat and I'm overweight. Or you can form a thought of, okay, this is just my weight. I now know how much weight I would like to lose. And that's it. 
And so um, it can be as simple as that, but it's not, right? Because we're like, no, I don't want to face the fact. I don't want to come to terms with this is how much, with the, with the fact that this is how much I weigh. But the only way that you can make a change is by accepting where you're at right now, is by facing that trauma, is by coming to terms and being aware of where you're currently at, right? And many of us want to avoid that. We avoid anything that reminds us of that, right? And so me as a coach, I, I definitely see this a lot with clients who ghost me, who avoid me. Um, it's because it's, I, and I don't take it personally because I know that it's not me. I know that, you know, they don't hate me because I'm their coach or they just are, I upset them. Like it's very, you know, there are times where I'm like, did I do something? <laughs> but I know most of the time when someone is avoiding me as their coach, it's most likely because they don't want to come to terms with the fact that they're not taking their health or making their health that a priority right now. Um, and they don't want to face that fact. They don't want to come to terms with that fact, right? Um, and so something that we have to do in order to make progress is face what you're currently doing, is take a look and analyze what is holding you back. What is it about yourself that you have to come to terms with, you have to be aware of, you have to accept you don't have to, you don't have to love this about yourself. You don't have to like become, you know, it's not about developing self-love or anything like that. It's about just come developing more of that self-awareness. What is it right now that's holding me back and coming to terms with it and accepting it and just saying, okay, I'm accepting this. However, I am not going to let this define me. I'm not going to let this be, be it. I'm not just going to just bend over and be like, well, this is, this is the way it is. no. You have to come to terms with it, be aware of it, accept it, and realize that you have the capability and the tools to change it. If you're not happy with it in any circumstance of your life, if you're not happy where, with where you're at, you have what it takes to change it. And I have to remind myself of this too, right? <laughs> but it first comes with being aware and accepting where you're at right now. So let's use our bank account, for example, right? If you're not happy with a number in your bank account, if you're not happy with how much money you have, well, you're gonna have to come to terms and open up that bank account and look at how much money you have in order to know how much money you would need to make more money, right? Or take a look at your spending and come to terms with, okay, if I wanna save some money, I need to come to terms with the fact that I'm spending way too much money on going out to eat right? Or spending way too much money online shopping. Like you're going to have to come to terms with that in order to make that change. Same thing goes for weight loss. Same thing goes for your health and fitness. Okay. That's what tracking your food is for the most part, right? It's not necessarily having to be perfect or hitting a ton of numbers or being perfect with your numbers, right? It's more so of just being aware and coming to terms with how much food you're actually consuming, how many calories you're actually consuming, the lack of protein that you're actually not consuming. <laughs> like, you know, you have to come to terms with that in order to make progress. But no, Nobody wants to. That's the problem is that it's hard because you don't want to see how much work you have to do. You don't want to come to terms or become aware of how much work you need to improve on. That's the only way you're going to improve. And so you've got to stop having such an emotional attachment to this. You've got to stop having like feeling like a failure. Oh my gosh, poor me. But like you're not actually aware of what is holding you back. Like you have to be willing to be aware. Same thing goes with a scale. If 
I used to do this, <laughs> I remember, um, after I, um, after I would take, like, for instance, honestly, after the holidays, for the longest time, and this is another topic that I'm going to cover here pretty soon, but for the longest time after the holidays, <laughs> um, I would avoid weighing myself probably until, like, honestly, probably mid, mid-January, whenever I was like, okay, I have to make this change. But like, I would avoid stepping on the scale because I knew, I knew it went up. I knew that after the holidays every year, I would gain 10, 15 pounds because I would just totally like not care about my health and fitness over the holidays. Um, this was back a couple, about two years back, three years back. Um, like I said, another subject, we're going to be talking about how to avoid that unnecessary weight gain here pretty soon. But anyways, back to coming to terms. So I would avoid that scale. No matter what it is fact that I weigh this much, I have to just accept it if I want to change it. I have to become aware of it in order to change it. Like mind you, yes, you can lose weight without stepping on the scale, right? But in order to know how much you want to lose in order to know what you know your starting point is and where you need to go you have to come to terms with where you're at right now you've got to be aware and stop judging yourself you are where you're at for a reason and you can always make progress there's always room to grow so stop avoiding stop avoiding the reality stop avoiding the facts stop avoiding the circumstances you're under if you want to change them the first thing you have to do is come to terms with them is you have to face them if you're not happy with what you're currently doing you're not happy with where you're going you gotta face okay take document what am i doing right now that's preventing me from being happy What am I doing right now that's preventing me from making progress on my health and fitness goals? And stop avoiding it. Stop avoiding your coach. Stop avoiding your (laughs) bank account. Stop avoiding your whatever the case may be. Like, if it's fact, you don't have to have a negative thought about it. You can change the way you think about it and just have it more of just data to help you improve. And so that's kind of my thought process behind that email was just... You know, it's something that I see. And once again, it's something that I'm guilty of too, is people not happy with the progress that they're making, but they're not willing to document and come to terms with what it is that's holding them back. Um, And so anyways, that is that is that email. (laughs) If you have any questions about that, please don't hesitate to to reach out. But I felt kind of passionately about that one because um, because I've done it. I've done it in the past. I've done it, too. It's it's hard (laughs) to, it's a lot easier said than done to face what's standing in your own way, to face yourself, because you know it's you standing in your own way. It's a lot easier to avoid it and just kind of like carry on with the things that make you feel good, but ultimately, is it making you feel good? Is it making you feel good to avoid it, or are you just buffering to avoid it? So, next thing that I talked about, um, last week on our email list was if you've ever tracked, I'm sorry, the title of this email was, are you having a hard time eating enough protein? Um, So yeah, so it's not just mindset tips that I share. It's definitely nutrition tips because I am a nutrition coach who specializes in mindset shifts as well. Um, So (laughs) 
If you have ever started to track your macros, focusing on your protein intake, and you may feel like hitting your protein goal is impossible because you feel so incredibly full by the end of the day and the last thing you want to do is chug a protein shake right before bed. Raise your hand if you've ever been there. I wish I could see if you're raising your hand. Where at the end of the day, you know, you tracked all your food, um, but you just can't fathom <laughs> you you see that you have like 20 to 50 grams of protein left and you just literally cannot even imagine eating any sort of egg whites or chugging a protein shake. You're just incredibly full and you're done. I shared some tips on that, especially if you're just getting started with tracking your food and you're not used to consuming that much protein. Um, this is something that I see a lot of fall off when people struggle with hitting their protein goal at first. And then they're just like, nope, it's not for me. I'm not, I'm not meant to eat this much. There's no way I should, I should be eating this much. I shouldn't feel this full. I'm feeling bloated. I'm not seeing the scale go down. Nope, pr protein isn't for me. <laughs> I can tell you right now, unless you have any sort of ki underlying kidney disease or kidney failure of some sort, protein is for you. If you have any sort of, if your doctor told you that you have kidney failure, okay, then maybe we can take into consideration your protein intake. But if you don't, if you don't have any sort of kidney failures or kidney underlying kidney disease or anything like that, you should be consuming more protein. You should be consuming at minimum 0.7 grams per body weight. That is at minimum. And so for, I don't have my phone here can't be doing math. I usually recommend 0.7 to 1 gram per body weight. Um, but especially if your goal is to lose weight, I kind of base it off of like the range where you can see yourself at your like goal body weight. I don't love to, do, to use goal body weights because um, eventually you get to a point where that scale doesn't really matter because honestly, I used to have a goal body weight and then I reached it and I still wasn't happy. Um, and so I realized that actually my happiest and healthiest was 15 to 20 pounds heavier than my goal body weight. And so, um, goal body weights just kind of don't really, they're not really like the most important thing, but like, say for instance, if you are a five foot three female, who is, um, who is overweight, say maybe you're um, 100 to 200 pounds overweight, that's kind of where I'm like, okay, kind of base it off of that goal, goal body weight, or, you know, maybe you're 50 pounds overweight, or whatever the case may be, like, if you are overweight, and you want to lose body fat, base it off of your range of where your goal, ideal, typical body weight should be, but if you have any questions about that, please don't hesitate to reach out, <laughs> anyways, um, but a lot of the time, say for instance, your protein goal is 150 grams of protein and you just started tracking your food. You just started paying attention to how much protein you consume and you realize that on average, you're probably eating about 50 to 60 grams of protein per day, maybe on a good day. Um, and you realize, okay, 150 grams of protein, it's, it's taken a lot of work. Um, and so... You don't have to go from zero to 100. I just want to tell you this. Like, so many people think, okay, I need to, um, I need to hit my protein goal. I need to hit my protein goal. And this is, and I take, I take fault for this. I'm making actually this adjustment in the next challenge that I run, um, is I'm going to base your protein goal based off of your experience with tracking protein and then each week we're going to slowly gradually increase your protein intake but I do think that starting you off especially if you're new um excuse me I'm going to take a drink of water <laughs> okay 
Whew, I get such dry mouth when I host podcasts. <laughs> um, anyways, so when you are just starting to track your food, just starting to consume enough protein, your body is like, whoa, this, I am not used to this. Um, <laughs> this, this is like a foreign substance that we usually don't eat. And so I'm going to stimulate a, uh, a reaction. I'm going to make you feel really bloated because we don't eat this much protein. My body does not eat this much protein. You're going to, nope, nope. You're going to feel bloated because you're chugging protein shakes all of a sudden and you're eating nothing but chicken and, and <laughs> Greek yogurt and cottage cheese. Nope, nope, nope. I'm not happy. And so, yeah, you're hitting that 150 grams of protein, but you're so full and you are still like, okay, there's no way I cannot do this. Well, girl, (laughs) you've got to work your way up to that. You cannot just go from zero to 100. You need to gradually increase. And so if on average, so this is why those online nutrition calculators do not work because they don't base it off of what you're currently doing. They don't base it off your current diet. They don't base it on um, if you're currently under eating, right? And so if you're just typing in, oh, this is my macros, and then you're not slowly, gradually increasing your calories or increasing your protein to where it needs to be, then you're just going to give up because you're like, this is these numbers are impossible to hit. Forget it, right? No. Slowly increase your protein intake. So if you're, on average, eating about 60 grams of protein per day. Okay, this week, make sure you're getting no less than 60 grams of protein per day. All right? Then, then next week... Make sure you're getting 70 grams of protein or increase it to 80, like 20 to, 10 to 20 grams per week. And then make sure you're hitting that per, consistently. And then the next week, increase it to 90, 100 grams of protein. Awesome. Now make sure you're hitting that consistently. And your body's going to eventually adapt. It slowly adapts because your body, it actually develops what is called digestive enzymes that are specific to breaking down protein. And so we produce more of those the more protein we consume. And so eventually, you will talk to some clients, and myself included, and actually my husband, we can eat upwards towards almost 200 grams of protein per day with ease and still feel hungry. That's because my body has adapted to that. When I first started eating protein, I did not feel this way. I felt the same exact way as you, where I was like, oh my god, this is so much food. Uh, There's no way I can eat this much protein. Protein is hard. That's because you've got to slowly work your way up to that. So If you're having a hard time with hitting that protein goal, assess, okay, where am I at right now and how can I slowly increase to what that protein goal is? We all want those quick results. I get it. But if you want this to last forever, if you want these long-term results, you've got to slowly increase. You've got to focus on slow progress. And so it's all about slowly increasing that protein intake. Um, And so... Like I mentioned, that is one thing that I talked about on this podcast, or I'm sorry, on my email list last week was how to, how to not, how to avoid feeling so dang full when you're just getting started and how to just not completely give up when you're not hitting that protein goal. All right. So, um, once again, just start slowly increasing it. And remember the last thing I put on it was remember persistence is key. It's not about perfection. If you hit your protein goal, um, every once in a while, but some days you just can't like get right back up and do it again. Like no giving up in this game. So that was another topic I talked about last week. Um, 
I did talk about workouts um, and why I believe that a lot of workout programs, not all, not all, um, not all online personal trainers or fitness coaches are a bad thing, right? I'm, I, that's how I got started and I do think it's important to move your body at, in some way, shape, or form. Um, exercise is very important, especially if you're a beginner. Um, definitely just f- working on making time to move your body daily is important. It's one of those sustainable seven habits, 30 minutes of intentional exercise. But if you're going to want to continue to make progress, right? Continue to build muscle. You want to look like you work out. You want to have a lean tone physique. Um, you're going to eventually, or, and you want to continue to hit PRs, get stronger, all of these things, you're going to eventually have to sign up for a gym or invest in weightlifting or invest in a coach. So this is, this is the kind of thing that I'm like on the fence with because, um, and I'm glad we're kind of talking it out. We, as, as I'm talking to myself pretty much, but I I pretend like I'm talking to (laughs) whoever's listening, right? So, um, but I, um, where was I going with this? I'm talking kind of fast. Sorry, guys. Um, <coughs> so when I first started, I remember, I remember talking to my, my friend, my, one of my best friends, she used to come work out with me in the gym, in my garage gym, 2020, whenever all the gyms were closed. Um, and she, we, we used to write our own workout programs. We used to like kind of base it off of what we were feeling that day or we had kind of a structure but it wasn't really like progressive overload or anything like that um we were just moving our body and I did make great progress but eventually that wasn't enough right and so when you're just getting started I recommend going for daily walks and I recommend doing some form of weight lifting just getting comfortable and familiar with those movements but if I were to write you a program It would be very difficult to give you something that is beneficial unless I was able to help you in person. And so I go back and forth. I've gone back and forth between writing workout programs for clients and everything. But what I had found was that most people need help, mostly the 23 hours outside of the gym. And if they do need help in the gym or with working out, I truly believe that they will get a better bang for their buck rather than rather than paying me to write them some random workout program. They would get more benefit out of hiring an in-person personal trainer to guide them. Um, and if not, then they can find simple workouts, weightlifting workouts, YouTube, whatever, um, online. There's so much out there. There's so much free workout programs. That's what I did. I used to Google on Instagram when I first started. I used to follow like some influencers who posted a workout and just pretty much do the same thing. Now, that's good when you're getting started. That's great if you're just getting started. It's just getting you in the habit of moving your body and going to the gym. But at some point, you're going to need more. You're going to need a little bit more of a push. And honestly, if you have the means to invest into a personal trainer or go to a group coaching program or gr- group coaching um, gym like CrossFit. Now, I know some of you are like, no, CrossFit's for, for 
um, people who are not beginners or CrossFit's for anyone. And I will stand by that. I've gone back and forth because I'm like, oh, you know, some people don't like CrossFit. No, like since becoming a CrossFit coach um, and working at the gym, especially the one that I go to, the CrossFit box that I go to, um, it is not it is yes obviously there's people who are intense and extreme and there's boxes or gyms that's what a crossfit gym is called a box um there are crossfit gyms who specialize in like competitive athletes but the one that i coach is not for competitive athletes at all there are some people who would like to think that they're competitive athletes and i'm sure like if i were to dedicate the time and effort like i could but majority of crossfit gyms are like people who are just trying to move their body who just want need that little little accountability that push most of the people who go to mine my gym especially most of them honestly I go to a gym with so many people who are ages 50 and above um just there who show up who just need some guidance and assistance and a little bit of a push And that is what most people can benefit from is a community one, because there's that, that's one of my biggest, one of my sustainable seven habits is having that connection, that community, right? And as much as, you know, online communities are great, having that in-person community, in-person connection is crucial, especially in today's day and age. So many people are online, online this, online that. And mind you, I'm an online coach. You guys are listening to this online, right? Like online is great because it allows me to connect to people who are not in my immediate community. But having that in-person connection is so important. And that's why I encourage CrossFit. That's why I encourage having the the community, having um, other people push you. Guys, I have my at-home gym. I have, you. I'm sure many of you have seen it on my Instagram stories. Like I have everything. I have dumbbells, kettlebells, a back squat uh, rig. I have a pull-up bar. I have two Olympic lifting bars, a men's bar, bench. Like I have everything that I need to get in shape, right? To, <laughs> to look healthy, to lose weight or whatever, to get stronger. But I go to the gym for accountability and push for coaching for guidance for um you know just more I I get more benefit out of that I push myself so much more and so that's why I encourage it for every one of my clients is yes I can write you a workout program I can tell you okay on Mondays we'll do back squats and Tuesdays we'll do bench press Wednesdays blah 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 like I could I could tell you what to do but how do I know that you're pushing yourself to your max capacity not your max but pushing yourself enough to get to make progress how do I know if you're performing the reps correctly and I totally could I could totally have you record yourself at the gym or record yourself and send me videos or I could hop on a zoom call but how but how much better would it be if you actually had me in person you know showing you the form showing you or 
making sure you're, you, you know, I'm able to, I'm not, I hope this doesn't sound wrong, but like touch you and make sure that you're able to activate the right muscles and show you how to perform each movement correctly and be there for you, be there with you in person, you know, cheering you on saying, hey, one more rep, you got this. Whereas if you're, <laughs> you have your screen, um, your volume level is as high as it gets, but it's definitely not as loud as it could be. And, you know, you don't have the music pumping that's like getting you hyped up or anything like that. Like it's so different. Um, and so I, I went back and forth between, between listening to podcast episodes and I'm sorry. Wow. I am so out of this. (laughs) I don't even know where that came from. Um, (laughs) I went back and forth between writing workout programs, listening to podcast episodes. What am I talking about? writing workout programs for my online clients because um, I was told by a business coach that obviously, you know, you could charge more if you write workout programs, but I don't want to just charge more. Just, I don't want to just like provide you something that you don't need, like just, and just charge you more for it that, that you could benefit someplace else. Like I want you to save that money and invest into a gym, invest into a personal trainer, invest into a group coaching program or CrossFit or whatever. And what I do is instead online, because this is absolutely more beneficial online because I'm able to, um, help you with the lifestyle habits outside of the gym is guide you through nutrition and mindset. So that's really what my coaching is. So I kind of stayed away. I do have in the Sustainably LV app, there are on-demand programs, but they're not the they're not like anything great because I would prefer you to go get a workout program or get get your workout programs by somebody who specializes in that one that's something I definitely don't specialize in I don't specialize in programming I haven't taken the time to program anything um but I do know how to perform reps correctly I know how to coach workouts right um but programming is not my specialty but my specialty is is mainly nutrition and mindset helping you heal your relationship with food helping you make confident choices in the food in the food that you're eating in the meals that you're preparing helping you develop habits like going on daily walks or um, drinking more water throughout the day things like that that's what I specialize in and so um, I've kind of started to target more people if you're listening and you're not a one-on-one client of mine um, I'm really focusing more now on those who either are already working out or already going to the gym Um, helping you with nutrition the 23 hours outside of the gym. Um, If you are a beginner, I highly recommend, yes, these habits are important. Starting off with the Sustainable 7 Habits. Um, If you are a beginner, I highly recommend joining my Sustainably Healthy app. But now my one-on-one coaching is reserved for those who are already working out, who already have an established workout program, and I'm helping with the 23 hours outside of the gym. That's what what my specialty is. So um, you do have to be somebody who is already working out consistently in order to work with me one-on-one. So that is something that I've kind of pivoted towards. Um, And then, of course, if you would like personal training, that is where I coach in person. So um, yeah, so yeah, that is what that email was about. And so anyways, (laughs) my thought process behind that one. So if you have any questions about that, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, But 
the last thing I'm going to talk about, the last email that I talked about last week um, was my feels. I was in the feels last week. <laughs> I was... Um, I was definitely feeling some type of way with just getting, beating myself up with, you know, not, not making the progress that I want to make in my business, not meeting like the, the numbers that I wanted to meet or helping the amount of people that I had, I had set to, to help, um, and just beating myself up for it or not help, like some people just dropping off or, you know, just wondering what am I doing wrong? Why am I not making progress? Why am I not seeing the progress that I want? Why is this business not profitable? Things like that. And so I kept beating myself up and just was like, you know what? I'm done. I, I can't do this anymore. I've been working at it for, you know, almost three years now and I still can't quite make this a living. I still can't quite make this profitable. And I was on the verge of just like giving up. I was like, I even had a dream. This is what's sad and maybe it, it triggered it, but I want to say the dream happened before I started feeling like emotional about it, um, about going back to the restaurant that I used to work at and starving and bartending and going like my dream was literally about me going back and starting like <laughs> using the POS system, like putting in someone's food. And I remember, and my dream was um, me panicking, like in the weeds. If you've ever been a server, that's the term they use <laughs> when you're in the weeds. Um, and you can't like pull yourself out of it. And I remember getting like triple sat and I was like, I don't, I, I don't do this anymore. I don't remember what they ordered. And I remember just being like so far in the weeds in my dream. And I woke up like, okay, <laughs> I don't miss that. I do not miss that at all. Hang on, I'm going to grab another drink. But <laughs> it's funny that I had that, it's funny that I had that thought or that dream um, because like I said, I was just like, you know, maybe for the holidays I can just make some extra cash and there's nothing wrong with serving. I had a great time when doing it, but it wasn't for me. It wasn't fulfilling enough. It wasn't something that I absolutely loved. Um, it was quick cash for me, but I just remember like one, I loved what I loved about it was connecting with people and like getting to know different people, but I didn't love working, especially in the, in the job <laughs> at the restaurant that I worked at. Um, the manager there is not somebody I, I enjoy, <laughs> particularly enjoy. Um, uh, I would never work at that restaurant again, but, <laughs> um, but I don't miss like, you know, just being treated like a working for somebody and being treated like a child, I suppose. Um, this is totally off topic, but like also, like I said, I didn't feel fulfilled. It was not fulfilling to pour drinks, um, you know, because I was a bartender as well. And that's where you really make the most money is pouring a bunch of alcohol. And, you know, it just, it didn't align with the lifestyle that I wanted. If you know me, I'm not a big drinker. Um, and now, you know, I typically cook from home. And so <laughs> working at a restaurant is just kind of like totally, um, not, not me. It's not for me. Um, but I thought about it cause it's quick it's easy. It's fast cash. And then I'm like, well, maybe I can drive for Uber or drive for Lyft around here. And then I'm like, okay, no, there's no way. I literally don't drive anywhere and <laughs> I hate driving. Um, and so I'm like, that would be something that I would be absolutely like, I would hate. Uh, it would be miserable doing. And I'm just like, no, like take a step back. I'm, this relates to those, those people who want those fast results. Now, mind you, you may think that three years isn't, 
is enough time to be to have a successful business but realistically business is is a lot longer like I know some companies who took 10 years to finally make their business profitable um but when it comes to a healthy lifestyle and seeing that scale go down like you might feel like you're just you know turning your wheels you might feel like you're you're doing everything you're trying your hardest you're putting your all into everything you're you know eating healthy making healthier food choices going to the gym you might feel like you're doing it all and then you have little to nothing to show for it right I was feeling that way last week I was feeling like okay uh, I'm just struggling I wanted to quit I'm feeling like I'm not making progress. I feel like I'm not making any sort of impact on lives. I feel like I'm just turning my wheels and I was just like, I want to quit. And I've experienced this in the past, but the reason why I decided to share that thought with you is because I want you to know that it these times are going to come. These days are going to come where you want to quit, where you're like, okay, I'm trying everything I possibly can, but I'm not making progress. Um, but something that I always think about whenever I come across these thoughts, whenever I come across these these emotions and the feeling of wanting to quit is the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. If you have worked with me in the past, you know this is one of my very favorite books. Um, but in one one chapter specifically, I can't quite, I'm surprised I can't name the chapter, but he talks about an ice cube. And it's just like, oh my gosh, like that is something that I just kind of relate to or re remind myself of every time um, is that ice cube. And it's just like, okay, so an ice cube does not melt until it reaches 33 degrees, right? Fahrenheit <laughs> or one degree Celsius, right? It will not melt unless it hits that 33. And so you may not be seeing the progress, right? You're not seeing that progress being being made just yet or maybe you can work your way backwards into that into the ice cube freezing but anyways um you may not be seeing that progress but you're heating it up right you're heating this this ice cube up and it was down to maybe negative three degrees negative five degrees I don't I don't know I need to like look back at that exact analogy but anyways you're making progress on this ice cube. You're making progress. You're doing all the things that need to be done, but you're not seeing anything change. Nothing is changing. Same thing goes with that ice cube. As you heat it up, it's not going to change. It's still, you know, 30 degrees, not going to change. 31 degrees, it's still not going to change, but you're still making that progress. You're still working, to work. it's working its way up until eventually it gets to that 33 degrees. From 32 to 33, that one degree shift, then it starts to melt. It starts to change its form. It's the same thing goes with your health and fitness journey. It's the same thing goes with my business. Is I'm putting in the work right now. Maybe I'm not seeing the benefit quite yet. Maybe I'm not seeing the the profit immediately or the numbers in my sustainably healthy community just yet or you know I'm not seeing it quite yet but I'm still putting in the work I'm still showing up I'm still doing my absolute best and I have to remember that if I quit now I'm not going to make any more progress towards that 33 degrees and who knows where you're at you could be Maybe you feel like you're still at negative 7 degrees <laughs> or maybe you're at negative 32 degrees and you still have 30, 60, 65, 66 degrees to go. What if you were at 32 degrees? 
What if you are right there? What if you have only a couple more degrees to go until you start to actually see changes? And I remind myself of that. What if I am right there? What if I have, what if I'm one podcast episode, one post, one client that I make an impact on, one, one thing, one day away from seeing that progress, from finally making that change, from fine to finally reaching that goal? What if you're right there? But if you give up now, you're not going to get there. It's just like that one meme that's all over the internet. It's that um, that gold miner who is who is right there. There's two of them, and there's one that's above him in the in the uh, in the dirt, and one guy is like going after it, and um, he's he decided to give up, and he has like barely an inch left and behind if he would have kept going for one more inch he would have reached the diamond and or the gold or whatever like he would he would have reached it but he gave up right before he was about to see it he was right before that's the same thing goes for you in your health and fitness journey or you know your the progress that you're making if you're doing everything right and you're not seeing the benefit right away keep going you're going to if you're doing all everything you need to do doing what you can, you keep showing up, you're not giving up. The only way that you're going to guarantee that you're not going to get there is by quitting. And I remind myself of that too. It's not easy. There's going to be days where it sounds so much easier to just go back to serving. There's going to be days where it sounds so much easier to just go back to your old ways of eating whatever you want, um, not going to the gym, um, just not doing the things that you know are going to benefit you. It's so much easier to to take the path of least resistance, right? To just binge out and take a break, take a break, right? To That's what you're going to tell yourself this time of year is we want to take a break. Oh, I'm going to take a break until January because, you know, the holidays are coming. I need to save some money anyways. Um, and so I'm just going to focus more on my on the holidays. I'm going to just enjoy my holidays and we'll get back at it on Jan- in January. And then lo and behold, January comes and everyone's like, I gained 15 pounds. I shouldn't have given up during the holidays, but <laughs> I I know this because I've done this before. And I'm like, no, don't quit now. Now is the best time to start your health and fitness journey, to, to build healthy habits. Now is a great time to not focus on fat loss, but focus more on habit building. If you've been in the game for a while, it's a great time to focus on strengthening your um, strength, like building muscle, building strength, um, priming your metabolism for fat loss. If you have fat loss goals, now's a great time to work your metabolism up. Um, So what I mean by that is if you've been significantly under eating or dieting for a long period of time, this time of year, is great to heal that metabolism. So what do you have to do to heal your metabolism? We have to um, we have to work our calories up to a, an ideal maintenance. And so what you do is essentially you prime your body for fat loss. If you've been in a significant deficit, if you've eaten if you're eating around 1,200 calories or less um, daily and you're trying to lose weight, your your metabolism is going to be one, primarily very slow. Um, and it's going to be really difficult to lose body fat. And so what this time of year is primarily focused on with my clients, um, and what I recommend for anyone to do is heal your metabolism by 
increasing your calories slowly, slowly increasing, not just binging out just because it's the holidays, right? But paying attention to how much food you're consuming, eating maintenance calories. So once again, this is the amount of calories that you burn throughout the day on average. If you don't know what your maintenance calories are, reach out to me. I'd be happy to calculate those for you um, and slowly increase your calories up to that and stay there until January, February when you're ready to cut again. Um, but this is a great time to allow your metabolism to rest, to heal, to prime it for fat loss. And then once um, another thing that you can do is build those sustainable seven habits, right? Make sure you're focusing on the, building the habits of protein intake, especially during the holidays because all of those fun foods, pumpkin pie, um, all of the Christmas cookies and <laughs> treats and sweets and all of the things probably don't have very much protein in them. So as long as you're eating enough protein, you may hold yourself back or not hold yourself back, but prevent yourself from over consuming, overeating. Um, and so highly recommend that protein intake um, and just getting familiar with those habits, those sustainable seven habits. Um, I will be hosting a little webinar in my sustainably healthy community in the next couple of weeks. We're just wrapping up our sustainable seven challenge next week, I believe is our last week. So um, very excited for that. And I will be giving out more details on the next challenge. Um, once again, this challenge probably going to be the beginning of the new year. But I am hosting a training um, after this challenge on November, I think it's November 2nd on that Thursday. Every Thursday we have a group coaching call. Um, I'm going to be hosting a training on how to avoid unnecessary weight gain. Um, I might make this uh, unnecessary, un I'm sorry, uh, how to avoid unwanted holiday weight gain. Excuse me. Um, I hosted this training last year and it was, it was really, uh, it was a really successful training. Um, a lot of people found a lot of value in it. I may do a three part, so a three week series. So if you want to be a part of the sustainably healthy community, this is a great time. We're building habits. We're focusing on getting through the holidays together without, um, gaining weight. So I may just, I may just do this, um, training in a three-part series for the next probably the month of November um and uh what else what and then probably take the, of course take Thanksgiving off so first three weeks of November you'll have like the the guidance and tools on how to avoid that unwanted holiday weight gain so it's me guiding you through that helping you through it um, answering any questions, giving you support, mindset shifts to, to succeed throughout the holidays. Um, and so, yeah, that is going to be in my sustainably healthy community. I was going to do an online free webinar, um, but I went back and forth about it. And I truly think that in order for you to get the most out of this training, you need the tools. You need the sustainably healthy app, first of all, so you could track those habits, right? Um, the community, the connection, the support in the community, um, the education, modules, the recipes, the, the everything in there to succeed. And so if I'm just giving you a free training, you're not going to get everything that you need to succeed throughout the holidays. And so I decided, you know what, this is just going to be the theme for November for my sustainably healthy community. Whoever wants to join, it is open to anyone who is ready to fully commit. And when I say fully commit, I don't mean like you have to just stop doing what you're doing. I mean, you're ready to learn. That's pretty much it. You're ready to accept and become aware that you need a little bit of guidance. You need a little, little bit of support. You need, um, you need to be willing to 
look at yourself in the mirror, take accountability for the things that are holding you back and be willing to make that change to reach the goals that you want for yourself, right? It's not for me wanting what what I want for you, right? It's about you wanting to ultimately achieve that sustainably healthy lifestyle. And so that's why I decided it's only for the sustainably healthy members. Um, I'm going to be sending out an email to those who are um, a part of my email list. You will get that notification if you signed up for the um, for the wait list. I'm going to let you know about that. Um, that once again, this is only open to sustainably healthy members um, who are in the app. So paying members who are in the app. Just a little bit of a heads up there. So once again. Um, If you guys have any questions about my emails or if you're listening and you're not on my email list, I will drop the link in the show notes. I will also drop the link in the show notes to join the Sustainably Healthy community if you want to have access to my trainings on how to avoid unwanted holiday weight gain um, and how to navigate the holidays ultimately to set yourself up for success for long-term sustainable results. Um, anyways, I hope this was, uh, this was almost an hour long podcast. I hope this was beneficial for you. Um, I just wanted to kind of just share my thoughts behind my emails. Um, and once again, if you have anything that you want me to cover, please let me know. I appreciate you so much and tune in next week. Um, yeah. (laughs) And if you see, once again, I need that outro. I need the outro music. Um, If you found this podcast episode helpful, do me a favor and write a share a rating or review wherever wherever you're listening this to this too. It does help me grow. Um, or you can share it to your Instagram stories and tag me in it. You can send me a message and let me know you listen to it. You can share it with a friend who maybe you can benefit from this as well. Any way that supports my mission to help as many people as possible, I would appreciate it so 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 much if you find value in it please do me that solid. Anyways, have a fantastic rest of your week, guys. As always, please let me know if you need anything and have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye.